This is producer Mel. I've been working the polls all morning, and it's not what you think. Early voting, and yet I'm still here to produce this shit podcast. You're listening to the DU Football Show. Check out producer Mel putting in the long day, doing it live like Bill O'Reilly. The first mic is on mute because Graham's not here, and I got my boy fucking Alan. Boys and girls, let's start the fucking show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston. And across the way from me is our Newcastle supporter... Graham's arch nemesis, Alan. Alan, how you doing, brother? I'm fantastic, man. Good to see you. As well. Good to see you, too. Man, it has been a long fucking day, and we are getting started late tonight. Thank God the league gave us fuck all to talk about, huh? Yeah, you know it. Excellent. We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out wherever you get your podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share with a friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Alan, why don't you tell the good people how they can keep in touch? Oh, well, you can find us, of course, and the other the other Sam, the Graham, at DU Football Show on all the social medias. That's Instagram, Twitter, you know. I think on Facebook uses ads, don't they? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know what social media is anymore, but at DU football show for all of your social medias and then DU football show at gmail.com for the email. If you still like to uh, send those in, please send them our way. Your boy Keith does all the time, which is pretty good. I like that. And then, uh, nice. good uh, job, Keith. Keep it alive. Yeah. The other, and it's normally all pretty much, uh, Newcastle. Should I jump off the cliff or not? Kind of material, which is I pretty much expect to be your normal livelihood, right? Yeah. That's standard, standard operating procedure for us. All right. Well, Alan you know. doesn't work in the wine and spirit industry, and I kind of work in the wine and spirit industry, other than I'm unemployed right now. But both of us have a deep, passionate love for all distilled, all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Alan, what you drinking, brother? So I do have the remnants, as we start late, of a delicious gin and tonic with my ice all melted. Um, so I was drinking a gin and tonic, like I said, um, mm-hmm. with Shot Tower Gin, our friends over at uh, Baltimore Spirits Company here in the lovely charm city that I live in. Um, reading off their website, uh, jasmine flower and big green tea notes shine through the citrus and the juniper, creating a gin that expresses wonderfully in cocktails. Bottled at 100 proof it is my personal favorite gin. And like it says, it does do wonderfully in cocktails, ladies and gentlemen. If huh. you aren't a gin drinker, I recommend it for those who are getting into it. Yeah, they make some great stuff. They do some really fun brandies as well. Really, really cool place. Um, yeah. <clears throat> 
And you know me, I'll never say no to a gin and tonic. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of the gin. Um, myself, I'm drinking a little uh, cream of Kentucky bourbon. Uh, this is the Jim Rutledge Project. Jim used to be with, uh, here we go, show this off. Oh, never mind. My camera's not on. I forgot that Mel and I switched on the fly here. So let's start the video. There you go. Now you can see there me. He is. And there is the cream of Kentucky. Um, Jim Rutledge used to be with Four Roses. Uh, so kind of like uh, taking a note from uh, Dave Pickerel said, you know what? I'm going to go do my own thing. So this is nice. typically about $115 to $125 on the shelf. Uh, this is their batch number three. It is 51% alcohol by volume, so 102 proof. And it's really freaking tasty. Really, really freaking tasty. Um, nice. Excellent. Well, anything else to add there, Alan? Not much, man. Let's get it going. Ah, oh, man. I was going to give you the chance, and now you just gave Graham one up on you. You're supposed to remember to tell oh. everybody to drink responsibly because you're a better human being oh, than Graham is. Yes, I did forget about that, and I was looking forward to the games that I stopped looking at our notes. I apologize. <laughs> no problem. Like I said, I'm not going to hold it against you. You're a smooth motherfucker. I love you. It's Graham that's going to yeah. hold it over your head, and it's, let's face it. It's all about the personal battles, right? Well, I mean, you know, he's got to get a little victory in every now and then. I just handed him a gift. Early there. Christmas, Graham. There we go. All right, let's have a good show. Okay. Games recap. Do we really have to talk about what happened this weekend? Tell you what, Alan, if um if this was somebody's first weekend deciding I'm going to check out the Prem, they're probably a little disappointed. Um Wasn't it? Typically, each week, we like to, uh, there, there's lots of different storylines, and we talk about all of that throughout the uh, show, but no, not this week. The really only exciting games happened for the first two games, and they weren't even really all that exciting either. Leeds 3, Aston Villa none, West Ham 1, Manchester City 1. Um, you know what? Uh, the first half scoreless of Leeds and Villa was more entertaining than pretty much all the games over the weekend combined. And it was nil nil. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. That was that was actually a, a very evenly matched, you know, a evenly matched first half of football. I, I enjoyed it. Yep, they had um, uh, Grealish having uh, a shot taken right off the line there to, at the end of the first half, and then second half it looked like Villa came out swinging, like they were ready to go, and uh, they had a couple of quick shots, and um, Meslier made a gorgeous, gorgeous just dink over the top save. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Patrick fucking Banford happened. <laughs> yes, he did. And I noticed Mel's not paying attention to us. I guess she's not interested in this portion of the show. <laughs> okay, you know what? Mel hasn't had her phone on her since 6 a.m. this morning. And so there's a lot of keeping up with other people. Mel hasn't seen her husband since 6 a.m. this morning, and she's still not fucking paying attention to him. It's great, isn't it? I mean, I'm listening to you guys. I can do more than... Are you pouring me a shot? You, well, uh, your team fucking lost. Yeah, I am pouring a shot. My team did not lose. They just didn't score as many points as uh, Leeds did. Yeah, no shit. They didn't score as many goals as one guy did. <laughs> I think in some places that's called losing. Yeah, that's that's what I would think it was. <laughs> nah, it had to happen sooner or later. Um, but can we can we stop and talk about those Bamford goals real quick? Oh my God, God, yes, oh, please, Mister Mister, my ankle hurts. Ow, ow, ow! Here, I'm going to go score another goal. That Bamford. 
All right. So, yeah, Alan, that, not, not the bit, let's not bitterly talk about the goals. Let's go ahead and okay. actually do a, I'm talking about her bitterly talking about the goals. Please okay. talk about the goals in a justified manner. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, first one was, was great as well, but uh, not, I, I don't even think we need to go. We can gloss over that one. Second one, phenomenal bit of skill. Third, just out of this world. <laughs> oh, my God. The control yes. he had. Yeah circled by what four defenders I think at the time and and the presence of mind to open his open his hips up and just clip that through the, the small little window he had mm-hmm. that was phenomenal yeah. uh, I haven't watched much of him you know I, I don't think many you know not many football fans have probably um, and that was impressive well, typically from a from a couple of our, our, our Leeds fans, what a lot of them have said is just that he's actually frustrating as hell because he does all the hard work and he does everything you want him to do, but what he doesn't do is score goals. And the last time I checked, when mm-hmm. you're a striker in a lone striker system, you need to score damn goals, right? Um, yeah. Yep. So good on him for that. I also wonder if just maybe the addition of um, – of uh, the new striker uh, Rodrigo might have had something to do with it. Maybe, maybe a little competition lights a fire underneath somebody's ass, and suddenly they're a little more, you know, recognizing, "Hey, I gotta put the ball in the back of the damn net." Yeah, hey man, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. There's, I mean, I think we've done something similar. Hopefully, we you know hasn't fired the person we wanted wanted to fire into the back of the net, but mm-hmm. we've still got goals out of it. So yeah, yeah, no, totally understandable. I hear you. Um, is so. Before we kind of get a little bit more into leads, we do have to take a brief moment to do our Bielsa check. Um, I love the fact that they're kicking the shit out of Villa, and he's sitting there on his little bucket sipping tea. Just chilling. Yeah. Just chilling. He didn't get up and walk in any circles, which I was very disappointed in. Uh, I, that very much centers me when he gets up and after a goal and just starts like like old man crazy in the woods, like walking around, looking at his feet, talking. I, I fucking love that shit. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought the same thing. I was, uh, I was just re rewatching the highlights and I did that. He was, yeah, he was just sitting there just kind of ho-hum, but I guess that's what you, you know, when you demand a lot out of your guys, that's just, that's what you want. You're like, all right, cool. We're good. All right. You did Keep what I moving. told you to. I'm not going to give you a yeah, hard time. Good, yeah. Good <laughs> job doing what you were supposed to do. Let's keep it going. So, uh, yeah. Hey man, you can't fault him. He's got the team firing. So, so um, the bigger question for Leeds now, uh, most Leeds fans are going to immediately say, hey, look, we did this in the championship and the championship has more games than uh, than the Premier League does. But I mean, my question to you is, can they legitimately keep this up? Because it's just insanity what they do on the field. It's absolute aggression. One hundred and ten percent every single game from the minute the whistle blows. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think the question, that's weird, I'm going to answer your question with a question, but the question will be is where, I guess, where does this pan out for them come Christmas time, come the turn of the year? If they're still in a good spot, they can still keep pressing and keep playing their football. And I don't think Bielsa has any aspirations of ditching his style of football. But if they go on a slide and it becomes a problem and they're starting to to push towards the bottom portion of the table. Yeah. I think he's a pragmatist <laughs> as well. And we'll have to adjust to make sure he keeps his side in the league. Right. Uh, Cause I think he's got one shot. I, he's Google. He's got a, a, a whole lot of love, but he'll ride. If he rides this thing till the wheels fall off and they fall off, he might be out of a job. Um, yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's a very precarious line there, I think, even with the goodwill that he's built up. And yes, Leeds fans, we understand <laughs> there are more games in the championship. We get it. But <laughs> they're not at this level at week in, week out. There are there are trips to to the sheds that don't matter, that are very simple, that yes, are tough on a Wednesday evening, but you you can get by them with talent. That's that's going to be tougher here. I like I said, I, it will depend where their league position is. I think come the middle of the season. Yeah. I I I already feel pretty safe in saying I think this is going to be a safe side, and I I feel pretty safe in thinking that they're going to be somewhere between eighth and twelfth. Like I feel for pretty confident because they they're not showing any signs of why they wouldn't be there. Um, I I th- I think. You know, it's I, I think Wolves kind of gave a little bit of a blueprint on how to play leads last week. You got to, you know, you've got to withstand their pressure and you've got to let them yeah. go ahead and dictate. And then you got to beat them on the counter and you got to, you know, you got to kind of wear them down, out physical them a little, knock them around a little bit, which is something Villa, frankly, um, you know, for, for, you know, no offense to Mel and, and uh, Her Highness Lindsay, but the the one thing they don't really have is a lot of physical fortitude. No. Doug, Douglas Louise is a hell of a defensive midfielder, but he's not your prototypical defensive midfielder. That's normally somebody who will kick a, kick a son of a bitch. And yep. that's not David Louise's style. He's more of a passing kind of guy. So they can very easily be bullied if, if, if you play the game the right way. And I, I think with, and even though it was the flanks that, that Leeds was going down, I still feel like <clears throat> Villa could never really get a foot in the game. The minute the goals started happening, it was just, it was mm-hmm. over. There was no mm-hmm. response that they could have. I remember the line yeah. I said to you over the weekend. Okay. What was that? That, uh, Leeds was like, uh, doing circles in Villa's head the way, uh, Bella does. Uh, Bielsa. Cir- Bielsa does. I keep wanting to call him Bella Gosi. Uh-huh. The way Bielsa does circles around the, the field. Yes, very true. Absolutely. So I have Villa, a bit of a wake up call, but I mean, Villa also, I'm sure, doesn't expect to be, you know, top five the whole season. And you, 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 you know, you, you take, you take the loss, you learn from it, you become a better side, you know? Um, yeah. So, Mel, you want to go ahead and uh, take care of that shot of Malort? You're really making me do this. Uh, fuck off. Graham's doing a video of him doing it, and I'm doing mine. So right. at least you're not alone this week, right? So I guess I got to keep up the kayfabe. Um, if Villa had to lose, isn't it better we lost such an outstanding, well-rounded, and respected team like Leeds? <laughs> Nope. Too, too many adjectives, too many positive adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it was an honor just to play them. Well, Anybody buying that? that? Anybody buying that bullshit? I'm just buying why you haven't done your <laughs> shot yet. All right. So, uh, um, so <laughs> Villa, it has been a great opening to the season. I've got no complaints. You were bound to lose one. At least we didn't lose to Liverpool. Cheers. Cheers. <clears throat> Cram's team did. All right. So and all you could do was tie him. <laughs> hey, hon, where's your, where, where's your shot glass sitting? 
Um, it's sitting on top of the table. Exact same place Everton still is. Thank you very much. All right, back Aww. into <laughs> um, on to West Ham and City. Um, West Ham on an epic run, if you look at it. The last four games in the league they've played are Wolves, Leicester, Tottenham, and City. They have gotten eight fucking points. Eight points out of that. If you would have asked 10 out of 10 West Ham supporters, they would have told you maybe one point is exactly what you would have said. It is unreal. Yeah. They are just, they refuse to die. It's insane. Yeah, I don't understand it. So <laughs> I, it, I'm very confused by it. But likewise, I'm, there's been, there's talent in that team. There's been talent in that team for a year or two, even maybe more. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. it's just been... It's just been kind of a shit show managerially and, you know, front office wise. And I think they just kind of clicked here. They got a run of opponents that I think sparked them up. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens this coming week. Uh, foreshadowing. Um, but yeah, I, just, I mean, what can you say, man? They've they started clicking. I don't think it'll stay. I mean, you know, it's West Ham. So yeah, well, I, things, I, things, will, things will even themselves back out. <laughs> God, I wonder, I wonder though, maybe have they done enough already to kind of not put them in that automatic drop zone spot, you know? Well, I mean, I think eight points against that, that four that you mentioned, that's a, as, as most teams step back and look at the season and want to stay out of that bottom three, those <laughs> are four matches where eight points will do you well to stay in, staying up. So yeah. absolutely. Hey, well, yeah. especially if you go by the adage of if you're someone who's thought to be at the bottom of the table, you go for you need to get all three at home against the teams around you. You hope to get yep. a point in their building um, and that should be enough to keep you up. Well, mm -hmm. now you've just safeguarded the point you have to get in those buildings because you just got eight points you weren't supposed to fucking get. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. Now, yeah, I mean, looking good. Goals were good. Oh, like, the yeah, goals I mean, were gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Antonio goal was fabulous. I mean, he literally just pushed Diaz off of him on that yeah. on that bike. Like, there's you've got to have a little more uh, tooth there, uh, Diaz, as a central midfielder. Now, granted, you're coming. Great. I think he's coming from Benfica, so like probably not used to the physicality of the premier league yet, but no. you got to get yeah. used to that real quick, son. You just learned a lesson in, in this league. You will get pushed oh, around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, 100%. That's, that's a lot of what sets this league apart as we, as we all know. And then the Foden one is just how yeah. he pulled it. The pass was completely behind him and he pulls around. It almost yeah. just seems like almost like his foot was a hockey stick and just slotted yep. it right where it needed to be. I, yep. Fabianski probably could have done a little better. Normally you don't want your near post to get beaten like that, but it was also yeah. just, I don't even think he knew that shot was coming. It was, it was just yeah, unreal. No, I don't think so. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. That quick turn of the control on that. He's get. I've, I've enjoyed watching him get better and better. Yeah. He's, as, he's as has inserted him. He's going to be a hell of a player and, and it's good that they've kind of done the passing of the torch. Now Pep's going to need to stick with him throughout the year. Mm -hmm. They can't be the, 
oh, when he goes on a you know a three games where he's not really doing much in the middle of December, you need to keep him out there. You need to keep playing. You need to keep working with him. Like you, yeah. you, you can't give up on him. You can't just go, well, you know, he's only scored six goals and had six assists, so we need to go get somebody in January. No, you need to let him do. You need to let the kid do his job. If if you're going to try to transition your team, these are the kind of players you got to let it happen around. Yep. No, but I agree with you. And I think uh, I was going to say, I've, I've I kind of watched Pep slowly bring him into the fold and add more onto his plate and watched him get better. So like you said, I hope Pep's in his mind is sticking with him because it is that, that terrible, terrible plight of having so much money that when, you know, all else fails, you can just fucking go buy whatever. Uh, so hopefully he doesn't do that. Is that really working for city right now? Let's look at them. I mean, they're not playing well. They really aren't brings me on to kind of the bigger question is, is Pep losing this team? Does this team even really care anymore? I mean, it's just, it's not good. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I've had the thought, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Pep's lost the team per se, but I think that the, the Pep, himself i think has lost interest a yeah. little bit and i think you see that in pep you have seen that in pep across his career is like he wins some titles and he does what he you know he does what he does and then it gets a little hard it gets a little harder you know what i mean you hey he has a he has a season where he has to have to actually work for a league title or he gets knocked out of a champions league a little too early and then he kind of just mills about and moves on uh, right. and i think we might right. be in that period that pep period of like We'll finish out this year and there might be a question about next and he'll move on. You know what I mean? And that'll be that. I do think this is the end of his contract this year. I believe it is. I believe it is. Um, But then you, then you go, okay, well then why'd you let Arteta walk to Arsenal? Yeah. Like, uh, cause you're not going to pull him away now, now that he's starting to work the project there, he, he's not going to go anywhere. So who's it going to be? It's going to be Pochettino. Like he hasn't proven to be a winner. He's proven to be a very talented coach, but he hasn't proven yep. to be a winner. So who, who exactly are you going to go grab? That's going to want the pressure of that job. And, and the, the team's starting to get a little old. They seem to keep just buying new defenders, assuming that somehow it's going to work, and it's and it's not necessarily. Yeah. And I, I get a lot of this team is injured. I mean, there's there's a ton of injuries on this team, but that's not a fair enough excuse because guess what? The rest of the fucking league is injured. You know, yeah. so you really can't like. But oh, we got people that hurt. Everybody's got people that are hurt, and that's going to be this entire year for the prem, especially yeah. how tightly congested overall yeah. the. Uh, Overall, the um, the the league as a whole and the scheduling is going to be. It's just kind of crazy, right? And quite frankly, the team, there are teams like that that I don't care if you have injury problems. Your your squad is deeper than fifteen other other teams in the league. You know what I mean? So, sorry. Yeah, everybody else deals with it. You deal with it with superstars on the bench. That that's exactly yep. the 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 bit I was going to close with is just saying that you know everybody talks about how oh if their whole team can't play they can put a whole another team on the pitch. Well, they've put a whole another mm-hmm. team on the pitch, and that team isn't winning. 
Well, that's pretty much it. Those were the two exciting games. There's fuck all else to talk about. So let's go ahead and chat about our clubs. Southampton 2, Everton 0, Newcastle 1, Wolverhampton 1. Um, there are no longer any undefeated teams in the Premier League as both Villa and uh, Everton fall. Gotta say, perfectly executed game plan from Ralph's boys. They, yep. they knew where their weaknesses were going to be with Seamus Coleman out and Rodriguez not really being one to come back very often. And they mm-hmm. exploited the hell out of that right side of the field. You know, no offense to Godfrey, but he's a natural center back and he's been with the team now for less than a month. You're kind of asking a lot of them and they worked Everton. They absolutely worked them. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, shit, that's your team. You said it pretty concisely. I mean, that was, it was just well executed. They, they had a great game plan for you guys. Um, I said, well, I feel bad for you. Um, but yeah, like it is, uh, I see, you know, you, you made a little note about, uh, Adams and Ings. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's becoming, a, that, that's, Ings always is, is, is tried and true. He's a veteran who, you know what you're going to get from him. I'm glad that they're clicking and there's a lot of talent in Adams. So I think, that's going to be a, that's going to be a fun little partnership if they continue to develop like that and and be a problem. Kind of old school, right? You don't normally yeah. see the the striker pair tandem thing kind of happening, and yeah. and they both yep. buy into what each other do, and they're both kind of ridiculous, and they both really charge after the ball, and it's yep. high energy, and and Adams is starting to get his role. He realizes he doesn't have to score. 20 goals. He's got a guy next to him who's going to do it. So he just needs to get his 10 and get a few assists and be high energy and listen to what the coach says because eventually he'll be the one scoring the 20 goals when Ings moves on or Ings retires or what have you. It's just... Yeah, they looked they looked yeah. good, and Everton did not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the, the the honeymoon had to end at some point. Oh, of course, uh, of course. Been, you guys have been top notch. Uh, Carlo has done his job. That's exactly what you're expecting. Uh, and what fucking brilliant signings we haven't. You and I have not spoken. Yeah. About this season, and God, what great signings for you guys. What I. I was super stoked to come talk about this because I, I haven't talked Everton with you in mm-hmm. particular, and I'm excited for you, buddy. It's it's uh yeah yeah. Try not to try not to freak out yet, but no, of course. Oh, trust me, good. I've already been freaking out. It's domestic trouble. Oh, We're going to be the greatest team ever. I already said invincible, so unfortunately, that's not coming to fruition. <laughs> but domestic trouble. We're winning the league, Super Bowl. Everything's coming to happen. You know, NBA championships, uh, Stanley yeah. Cup. We're uh, winning it all. Give Olympic, us every Olympic give us every, gold medals. Give us every trophy right now. You know. <laughs> But you know the key thing that to, to notice is is that we are getting by right now, being um, that we do have war crimes held against us by uh, the government, and we are enemies of the yes. state for um, for right. the tragedy that has befallen upon uh, Virgil Van Dyke uh, at the hands of you know the worst human ever, the Benedict Arnold of uh, football. Jordan Pickford. I'm sure you don't much care because he's an old Sunderland guy. <laughs> yep. I was, I was going to say old, old fucking tiny arms did it again. <laughs> he, he, he went out there and he was just short and didn't quite get to old Virgil Van Dyke. Uh, but you know what? Fuck Liverpool too. So <laughs> excellent. Yeah. I, it, it was, it was, uh, it was like, a, it was, a, 
it was a double-edged sword. I was like, send his ass off. But he did so good. Good, good job. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard for me. I, could, I had no idea what to do. My head almost just exploded. Uh, so a couple more thoughts on Everton, and then I want to wrap up with um, some... Uh, well, actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and do the Southampton thing first. Um, Southampton, very quietly, after having a poor start, finds themselves upper half of the table, really playing good ball, buying into what uh, Hassan Hoodle's doing. I do have concerns on how much depth they have. Like, if they lose a guy like Ward Prowse, they're mm-hmm. fucked in the midfield. Because they really, because oh, yeah. they let Harrison Reed go. They ended up, um, Lamina, they'd sent to uh, West Brom. So they really let guys go. And so there's not a ton of depth in that team. But they stay yeah. healthy. They're going to be a tough out for everybody this entire season in the league, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I think tactically, he's there. I mean, they're disciplined side. They get You get a lot of the same out of Southampton, which is why I think you see, obviously, a lot of guys leave there and go elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think they're, they're good, comfortable side. I think the only real thing is you see, you know, that partnership we talked about stay healthy and on the field for the long run. Um, I think that'll be a big part of it too, but likewise, I think they've got their pieces in place that hopefully they can, they can, they can stay solidly in the press. I think there are three worst teams. Yeah, I, I very much agree. I, I think, I think they're another one of those teams that's going to be somewhere between eight and 12. I think it's I think it's them. I think it's Leeds. I think it's Wolves. Um, I think it's Leicester in that range. That Leicester or Wolves could end up being in seventh. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because I'm still like, who knows what to expect from from the rest of the top six because they're not all necessarily performing all that well. So this is going to be kind of an odd year, I think, as a whole. The yeah. Uh, the Luca Digne, uh, red card, uh, and this is not blue color glasses, not a fucking red. It was, in, it was incidental contact. There was no, did he stand, did, did his spikes land on his, on his ankle? Absolutely. Was it, was it, um, vicious intent? No, it was not. Was it a goal scoring opportunity? No, it was not. It, it should have been a yellow. It's, I, I'm going to say the same thing about Kamara with, uh, Palace and Fulham newsflash. I don't think either one of them were, were red cards. And I'm beginning to wonder, is VAR going to hit this much like if, oh my God, if the ball hits your hand in any way, shape or form, even if it's just your pinky barely hanging a millimeter off of your shorts, we're going to call a handball. Are we just going to start now seeing every single time there are studs up at all? Is it just going to be automatic reds for every single person now? Yeah, that's the concern. Uh, and I agree with you. Um, it is getting, it's getting to the point where, I mean, and this is across the board, I think in professional sports where you start taking the human element out of a human game, um, which is in certain aspects. Okay. You know what I mean? It just, it just depends on what it is like uh, offside. Okay. That's fine. It's, it's offside. Offside is offside. It's a line. We, we can deal with that, but right. you started getting into subjective things with handballs and things like this, where, you know, it, it added something to the game. Yeah. Maybe one side of supporters felt robbed and the other felt, you know, felt a little lucky, but that's part of the game. And that's what made, those things memorable. It's that, that penalty that we weren't given that we should have been given, or, you know what right. I mean? The things like that, right. which is now turning into something that is changing the face of a seemingly competitive game and, and turning it on its head. Um, because when you start taking a man off the field, you fundamentally change 
a, you know, a football game. Uh, yeah. It just it is what it is, whether it's for 10 more minutes or whether it's for 60 minutes. Um, you know what I mean? And that's the stuff that concerns me is, are we going to start destroying the product on the field, which we have to an extent, and we've seen happen because of us having to be very letter of the law and no interpretation whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. I also, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I don't want to be cold and callous. We certainly want to worry about player safety and, uh, it's, it's easy to obviously, you know, that, that can be a, a millimeter the wrong way. And that could be a career ending thing, but you also have to be able to take a look at these and remember that VAR is going to give you a fine pinpoint snapshot. And if you take any picture, you can manipulate it without changing it, like just freeze it at any moment and you can make it look as ugly as you want. <laughs> and that, that goes mm-hmm. with anything in life as well. So I, it's a, Absolutely. I, I just wonder if there's going to be something coming down from the league or or is it going to be another one of those scenarios where we see Fulham and Everton get red cards, but, you know, we don't see Manchester United get a red card for it, or we don't see Liverpool get a red card for it because, well, you yep. know, well, then it was just an accident. Well, no, no, you're, you, you can't just decide what's an accident and what's a not an accident. If there's spikes on the person, then we expect you to then give a red card. Like, like I said, if that's the way the rules written, then that's the way you got to live by it. If if our new mantra is letter of the law, then we've got to follow that. And that's fine. That's a, that's the decision we need to make. You know, if that's what it is, we're going to bitch about it as supporters. That's what it is, but we'll understand it. And then, you know, in a year or two, we'll be like, that's just the way the game's played now. You know what I mean? Uh, I've talked about Everton way too much. Southampton deserves the (laughs) fucking credit. Everton did nothing. Um, I just want to take one quick note to uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson. I saw what you did, kid. I saw what you did. Did what you normally do. You play like shit like crazy. We moved you to the bench. And then you have a couple of like 10-minute spurts where we go, oh, shit, maybe we should let him start. Then we let him start. And then your dog shit, which is what you were this week. So this shot of Malort for you, motherfucker. Hello, my old friend. Almost forgot what it tastes like, huh? <sighs> yep, Oof. that's like an old friend that comes over and kisses your girl and kicks your dog. That kind of old friend. <laughs> God, that's just <laughs> terrible. All right, well, let's talk about your game that was shit for 80 fucking minutes until the last 10. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't know. I, I didn't. I have to tell you, know what? This is going to be bad for me. I didn't even watch it live. I was golfing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that tells, tells you how you felt about how that outcome was going to go right off the jump. Well, I really thought it was going to be much worse. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, what can I say? We, we snuck one out there. We looked like absolute dog shit um, from what I understand and what I have seen from the highlights. Um, you know, br- Steve Bruce has this uh, this this well-oiled magpie's machine, <laughs> fucking putting along to probably almost certain doom, but we'll figure it out. Something will happen. Like we'll beat we'll beat fucking Liverpool or something silly, and we'll stay up. Uh, but we are fucking. We have too much talent on this team for Steve Bruce to be managing it. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm fucking leaving it right now. Quite, quite honestly, like that's where I'm at. I'm I'm pissed about that. Missing, missing, obviously uh, Hayden and uh, Shelby in the middle doesn't help. Uh, Frazier put in a hell of a shift um, before he got subbed out. Um, 
I think, you know, hint to when we do injury time, I think we're going to exploit the shit out of the fact that your mid central mids a little uh, worn down. I was quite oh, frankly yeah. surprised that Wolves didn't. But yep. it's also a lot of with Wolves, they've got to be kind of satisfied right now as supporters because they've added a lot of new pieces. They lost some pretty big ones in uh, Dodri and, uh, and in Jota. And those players are still kind of getting themselves bedded in. They're top 10. Yep. They're, they're sitting right yeah. where they need to be. Like, I mean, it, it's okay. It's not pretty how they're getting points, but they're getting fucking points. Does that really, you know, while, while your team's yeah. trying to figure out its way, does it really matter how it looks or does it matter that you're getting the results? Like, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think uh, <laughs> you actually put me in touch with, who was it, Paul and the guys down from the, the Wolves podcast. Yep, a whole um, lot of Wolves. Yeah, I said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said the same thing to them. I was like, you guys are doing, I, I would, you cannot complain right now. I wouldn't complain right now if I was you, was you guys, you're exactly like you said, you're still figuring some things out. You, you're, you know, you're getting adjusted to some new faces, some faces going out and you're still sitting right where you kind of wanted to and expect to be. And Can't be mad at that. And again, uh, doesn't really seem like anybody really gives shit about the league right now. So you're sitting in a good spot that once you start to figure it out, who knows, maybe you can find yourself in fourth or fifth place because Lord only knows the rest of the, 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 the quote big six, they sure as fuck don't want it apparently, you know? And, and, yep. no, and that was a point. That was a point I made on there on, on that one was just like, I know there's been a lot of, you know, with a lot of, this top six going around and them trying to strong arm the rest of the league and blah, 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 or whatever it may be, you know, for as much as the the media and the storyline is that there is this big six that runs everything in, in English football, there's a surprising amount of parody in the English, in the first division of English football right now for us to be talking about a big six who seems to be this end all be all of, of English football Sounds crazy when a couple of them are sitting in thirteenth and fifteenth, if I'm not mistaken, or twelfth and fourteenth, wherever yeah. they're sandwiched between. They're sandwiched between my set, our, my guys. You know what I mean? Who the fuck is the big six? You know what I mean? At this point in time, I get it. You guys think you have, you know, free reign over the league for your last, you know, decade or two of European excellence. But uh, sorry, guys, I think the money has spread out. And you're de- trying desperately to keep it in one area. Um, so I'm excited. Like you said, Wolves should be exactly where they are. And I think they can pop up higher. Leicester, again, same kind of thing. I'm excited to see some of these clubs shake some shit up. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. So let's go ahead and uh, the two goals, both really great yep. goals, but both goals actually big mistakes. You know, like, you know, yeah. the, the goal that, Jimenez scored your guys nobody wanted to go out and cover I don't know their leading goal scorer the like the talisman forward who's sitting outside the 18 just sitting there all by himself might want to mark him taking two touches getting himself set maybe maybe (laughs) might want to mark that guy I don't know might take a shot might want to cover him (laughs) yeah no no absolutely I saw that one on highlight and I was like really so that's what that's what we're doing okay cool Fine. Sounds good. I mean, it was after, you know, it was after a rebound and it did pop back out. But likewise, like you said, no one's coming to close them down. No one's putting a foot in at all. Okay. Like, like there's never been corner kicks that have gone just outside of the 18 and people have been there. 
this has never happened in the history of football. It's new to Steve Bruce, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Bruce can only focus on one thing at a time. Like, All <laughs> 11 in the box, period, yeah, end of discussion. Yeah. He was like, do we have 11 guys on, on the pitch? All right. Mission accomplished today. Mike Mike's gonna be happy. Mike's gonna put a cookie in my mailbox. It's gonna be great. How's awesome. <laughs> the bacon? Did you say? Uh, uh, but yes, Steph fucking Brucey drives me nuts, dude. That's where all of like, if I'm boiling it down, and we'll get, I'll give you the snapshot. Is I think my I think we made fantastic signings in the off season mm-hmm. for once uh, signings that truly strengthened the squad that was already. A, a safe Premier League squad, mm-hmm. something I thought could help us push on. But now we have kind of entered into the Bruce year two, which is full of mediocrity. If you go back in his, in his track record, Bruce year two is the, I just get you over the line. And then if you let me get to year three, we're going down. <laughs> uh, so that's where we're at right now. And it's kind of frustrating because, I mean, fuck, he gave Almiron his first start in the league this weekend. Yeah, which is how, how are you not fucking outrageous that kid's me. playing? Uh, yeah. How is he um, not playing? Yeah, outrageous to me. Uh, you know, getting Fraser good minutes has been, this is probably his first real big chunk. Uh, you know what I mean? You, there's guys that you've brought in you're not using quite as well. And then, you know, you're still tinkering with a formation that I don't think you even know what you're doing, Mr. Bruce. Um, so I, it's just figure it out. Either pick, pick a way to go, either settle us into the old Rafa system because you can't get creative enough to, to come up with your own or truly try to manage a football team and push us into something that resembles an attacking side with some talent right. up front, finally, yeah. to use. You know what I mean? And of all towns to be in, no one's going to get mad at you for winning a game three to two or losing a game four to three, because that means we're fucking playing football the way we used to. Right. Uh, so if, if now's, if there's any a time to take the shot, now's the, now's the time to take it and live and die by it. But I think most Jordies would respect you for it. Um, right you, now. Rather, rather have lost this game four to three than tie it one to one is what you're kind of saying. Absolutely. Yeah. You would have liked it because then you would have seen some steel out of them. And also, let's face it, too. You got Maximone for this year. Ashley's selling that shit. (laughs) Ashley's selling him. I'm surprised he hasn't sold him yet. Be like, Windows not open? I don't care. I want to sell him. He's worth a lot of money. That's why I gave him that extra year, man. He was like, yeah, that's that's another 10 mil. That's another 10 mil. What's that? You want to give me 60 million? Okay. You drive a hard bargain. I'll sell them to you for 45. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, um, Absolutely. And a, and a packet of Chris. <laughs> um, I do, uh, as Got we it. wind this down, I do want to, uh, don't want to overshadow the goal. Your boy, uh, Mr. Murphy scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, yeah, Murphy. again, I gotta say it's uh, a little bit on, uh, on wolves there. He, Patricio yeah. doesn't set a solid wall. He sees that there's a little bit to get around. And I mean, that's kind of schoolyard. That little just, I mean, it's a gorgeous shot from him. Great job yeah. by him. But that is schoolyard from fucking wolves. How do you, how do you not have that guy lined up nice and tight with that far post? How are you, Patricio, allowing a ball to get around? I mean, because it wasn't like, 
it was hit with pace, but not real pace. And if you're standing in the yeah. middle of the net, you got to get to that fucking thing. Like, yeah. I would just bat, bad, mental, just mental. What the hell is going through your brain with, with wolves on yeah. that one? I don't know. My, my, my only thought and when I saw it too was that his, he must have just scouted this and said and saw Almiron over, over the ball, saw Shar over the ball. And was kind of like, mm, he's not going to pop that. Murphy's not going to pop that shot. That's going to come from Almiron or, or Shaw. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really, he just kind of trusted his research and was like, okay, I'm not, I don't think that's going to fucking happen. And it did. And he was just blindsided by it. Just which I'll fuck, <laughs> Yep. And I'll fucking take it. That was a great little piece from Murphy. I think Murphy had a fantastic game. It's good to see him in the fold. Mm-hmm. Had him on the books for a couple years and, Loaned him out to the championship, had to get him together, but I like that. That's that's coming together very, very nicely. All right. I love it. So there's like a normal Newcastle supporter. There's there's a yeah, little bit of weird, right? Little bit of brightness. Optim- and yeah. suddenly you're okay with mediocrity. Yeah. Optimism. <laughs> All right. Rounding out the rest of the league with uh oh, so that happened. Chelsea nil, Manchester United nil, Palace two, Fulham one, Liverpool two, Sheffield one, Leicester one, Arsenal nil, West Brom one, Brighton one, Spurs one, Burnley nil. Um, so now you decide to start playing defense, fucking Chelsea and Man United. You know the the we're we're sitting here figuring take the over. It's going to be like eight fucking goals. This is going to be a massacre and. Uh, the drabest, shittiest prime time nil nil game, fucking right. ever. My God, what a waste I mean, of a game, wasn't it? Imagine, imagine having gotten a fucking ticket to that. Like, if there were there were crowds, I'd be so angry. Oh. <laughs> Wasting an evening on that fucking shit football. Uh, yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, the- For, and that was severely disappointing from those two sides. The I, And I really don't want to talk much about this game. I want to just mention two things and we can pontificate on one of them. But, you know, Chelsea, you got to be happy that you have a keeper that, you know, knows how to push his feet off the ground and dive instead of watch a ball go into a net, which is nice. And Mendy made three saves. Okay, great. You now have a professional goalkeeper. Good job. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, the, the, the bigger one would be the Maguire non-call. Um, yeah, this is, this is something that I, I mean, it, it like what's said in the NFL, there is holding done on every single play, right? Every play there's a hold and it's just a decision if the refs want to call it or not. Right. On every yep. single corner, there is a foul. There is either the offense commits a foul to the defense or the defense commits a foul to an offense. And you just have to decide, do you feel like calling all the hugging, grabbing and Jersey pulling that's going on in there? Last time I checked, when you put somebody in a sleeper hold, that should probably be called, especially, you know, fuck, you don't even need VAR. It happened right in front of your face. He was five feet away from it. (laughs) When you when you decide to wrap your arms around a grown man, similar to the way that you would hold a toddler, um, <laughs> I, I believe it warrants a fucking foul. Uh, I don't know what anyone was looking at, quite frankly. <laughs> this wasn't brought up, but I mean, 
Chelsea's got every right to be fucking furious. Uh, again, we're worried about if a ball hits somebody's pinky finger that's a millimeter off their shorts. We're concerned about yeah. we're concerned about giving out red cards in the middle of the field for two players coming together. I, I, like mm-hmm. we're worried about a lot of things. We're worried about if somebody's off by an armpit hair or not. But you know what? Somebody just gr- flat out grabbing holding and throwing to the ground another player clear as day for everyone to see the ref on the field doesn't want to do it. And then if VAR's job is supposed to catch clear and obvious shit, there was nothing more clear and obvious than the mugging that Harry Maguire put on Azpilicueta. It's not even up for debate. It was that clear as day. Yeah. Like I'm fairly certain Maguire, like when Maguire walked out of the stadium he threw Espinosa's empty wallet into a sewer. He just they robbed the fuck out of him and just was like, "Fuck you! Go get a new, go get a new license, you piece of shit!" Like it was, it was highway robbery, and there's nothing more to be said about it, quite and, frankly. And you know what? And you know what? This game doesn't deserve any more of our breath. We're done. We are done discussing this one. Um, so Palace pulled a Palace. I mean, they did exactly what you thought they'd do. They come out quick. They get a quick goal. You know, they sit back and they wait, and then they find they find the winner. And do they do what Palace do, man? It is pretty fucking yeah. simple. Yeah, I mean, they've kind of got it locked down like that right now, huh? So, yeah. I mean, hey, points are points. Fulham, I mean, quite frankly, just looks like Fulham. Um, yeah, I, 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 I we'll, we'll, I'll go to Palace in a second. Let's go ahead and talk Fulham yeah. here a little bit. Um, yeah. They they've gotten a lot of new pieces as far as defense goes. Um, I mm. think they haven't had Harrison Reed, who was the uh, Southampton midfielder who was loaned out to them. Yeah. They just got him back from being healthy um, full time now with the squad. He's going to make a big difference for the middle of that field. But it kind of I mean, I hate to say it feels like the last Fulham team that come up came up. But right now, it mm-hmm. feels like the last Fulham team that came up. Feels like a no, lot of does. pieces that's not working together that you look at and you go, "This should work. Why isn't it yeah. working? It should work." Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree with you. And no, it's just where I uh, last weekend made the comment. And I was like, "It's." I feel like Fulham's this team that's found their level isn't the Premier League, but isn't the Championship. Yeah, it's this right in between where they're like, they're they're they will all the time either come up automatically or be in the playoff if they're in the championship, but they just can't quite push out of that bottom three in the Premier League, and it's that's a it's a furious kind of fucking place to be as a supporter as a oh, club. God, I'm sure, yes. you know what I mean? Because you've you've tried, you came up you came up two years ago and you spent a hundred million and it didn't work. You did it again this year and you didn't spend quite as much and you tried to be a little bit smarter about it and it's still kind of not fucking working. Uh, so you start to get a little frustrated. You know what I mean? I'd be mad. Um, and I don't I think like there's some talent on that team that. And I, and I don't think Scotty getting rid of Scotty Parker is the answer. Um, Mel, you no. had a very interesting take on one Mr. Uh, Scotty Parker while we were watching the game. 
You'll, you'll like this, Alan. You're going to need to remind me because <clears throat> uh, my brain is mush. Okay, so sorry about that. That's okay. You know what? You're, you're a trooper girl. I love I mean, you. You're doing a good job. I know that I, I, every time I hear the ref say, or I mean the announcers say Scott Parker's name, I look up. Yes, she does look up because, well, let's face it, he, he's oh, a damn fine-looking oh, man. I remember. You remember now. I Go ahead. I said that uh, Scott Parker definitely looks like someone who has participated in a fox hunt for a human person. Oh, yeah, I could see that. You know, like yeah, all is. dressed I mean, he's up. Done he's done the actual fox hunt and hunted a human. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all dressed up in like perfect tweed and the riding boots and everything, but was hunting a human. Yeah, and I and I told her when she said that, I was like, yeah, well, his playing days, like he was a hard man. He was a mean uh, oh, son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, well, and she's like, she's like, yeah, all the handsome. That makes sense that he's like, Really angry, oh, yeah. <laughs> really I mean, mean. He'd be one of the lead up in the Northeast too with us. And oh, he was he used to kick fucking shins through, <laughs> through yes. walls. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's someone that definitely in the Purge universe probably flew to America and was part of one of those hoity-toity human hunts. Yeah, definitely, definitely part of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I, I, I mean, because remember, the games gave us fuck all. So let's observe. Let's look at the fun observations. Like my wife saying, <laughs> Scotty Parker has allegedly hunted humans. We're waxing <laughs> philosophical about Scott Parker's human hunting exploits. <laughs> then again, I will I will sit in the same room just to watch Scott Parker coach a losing team. Well, look, as a as a as a man of style. I respect uh, Scott Parker. Oh, because yeah. Hard not man, to. My main dress is he's sharp. Uh, you know, I, I always respect a guy who who doesn't need to be in a one color suit. Like my man come out with a gray pant and a blue in a blue jacket. I'm cool with that. That's, oh, yeah. that's classy. I like it. He's a kid. You know I mean? take, take some bold, take some bold steps. Like I, I got married in a thing in a, in a suit like that. A houndstooth coat. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to, you got to really pimp it. And I respect him. For oh yeah. Shit. Scott Parker's definitely worn tails in a top hat at some point in his life. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. So apparently using a little TikTok lingo for you here, honey, apparently Karen's got to respect the drip is what it is. Huh? When it comes yes, to it's all Scotty about Parker. the drip. All yes. about the drip. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? It is all about the drip. Respect the drip, Karen. That's all there it's is to it. Uh, wow. It's literally all I tell my wife when I go golf and I'm like, look, I might, I might shoot like 101 today, but it's all about the drip. I'm so drippy. <laughs> <laughs> you see me right now? Look at all of these accessories. <laughs> I'm going to go shank the first drive right into the woods. Well, well especially uh, we're going to go completely on offshoot because uh, for big men now, the XL now does the Reebok golf shit. So us as gentlemen of larger carriage can wear some like styling fucking shorts and some good polos and not that old fat man shit that everybody used to have to wear. We we get to look sharp. You know what my next line is going to be, Sam. What's your next line going to be? Perhaps this lingo it's for a younger man. No. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Palace. The one thing I want to touch on with palace is we, Sam and I were talking about it last week and they certainly didn't do it this week was they didn't just fall back and not push forward, which was nice to see them actually push forward this match. And Wilf is on five goals already, which is as many as he scored last season. He seems to be bedded in. I think he's realized that he ain't going nowhere. Like, yeah, 
nobody's paying 80 million for him. So mm. Palace ain't fucking selling him. Like that's all yeah. there is to it. Like he's, he, and, and I think he's finally realized, you know what? Stop pitching him on him for calls. Just do my job. They've added some pieces that take the pressure off of him. And he's been able to thrive so far this season. Yeah. Like that's what I think uh, for years, the last couple of years, I've thought just, just go about your job, go do it, <laughs> go do it to the extent that you can. You're a phenomenal player. And maybe that 80 million tag gets justified at some point in time. And some dumbass uh, in some Barcelona or some Italian side will be like, eh, fuck it. We'll buy you. But until, until you do that, nobody's going to do it. And honestly, just go do your job. I think your price tag drops a little bit. Let the pieces fall in around you. And then you can make your move on to somewhere that you want to be. But the more you push for it, the more Crystal Palace has been like, absolutely not. Or here's your price tag. Sure, go for it. And right. you aren't worth it. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> Quite frankly. Um, you know I, what I mean? I already, I already mentioned it in the, uh, in the, the when we talked about Dinez in the Everton game. But the Kamara red was not a red and I don't know how yep. the ref goes to look at the screen and go that's a red other than you can manipulate a pitcher to look as bad as you want it to because yeah. that was he was the two guys running yeah they were jostling before the the that foul happened but there was zip intent in what he did zero no, intent at all it's I mean legs are gonna get tangled up legs I mean and that's fine if that's the world we live in I expect to see that called all the time. The problem is, is it isn't. And we know it yep. isn't. That's the sad yeah. part there. Let's move on to Liverpool. It, you needed, God, did they need Allison back. You know, yeah. that just sends the right, the first week without Van Dyke, you're going to, it's a brave new world. We're all going to have to try to get by. I understand he's Holland's national treasure and Everton has done the worst ever to destroy that beautiful Dutch tulip. I get it. I get it. I get it. But center of the earth is falling out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but at least, at least your keepers back in. And yeah. he he made he made a um one really good save which was big, and it seems like Liverpool is going to take a page out of City's book and put the defensive midfielder in his center back with a uh, Fabinho, you know, and just have somebody be mm -hmm. very, I, I guess resolute is the best word to use for somebody like uh, yeah, you know, I think that's what yeah, out of them. you know, and discipline. <laughs> you get the Van Dyke discipline. You get the you know he's going to be in position. You know he's going to be back for the most part, every now and then Van, Van Dyke will find himself out. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's the whole ploy there. They're still fucking arguably the best team in the world. You still got all the talent in the world. Just relax. And yeah, Allison's leadership back there with a, with a makeshift back four. It's, it's great to have him back, of course. Um, but at the end of the day, always fuck them. I mean, <laughs> the only bright side here is the only bright side here is that they beat the Gunners. And oh, fucking, me personally, I'll always take that. <laughs> Especially um, when I'm on Graham's show. <laughs> yeah, no pro Arsenal agenda this week. It's fucking lovely because Graham yeah. would have already referenced, referenced uh, Arsenal at least 10 times this for this one, he did it last yeah. week when his game was shit. He would have definitely done it this week with the, yeah. his game being shit. I mean, shit. I'd, shit, I'd argue to say that we're probably already talking about them too much. 
Yeah, we are. Um, Sheffield, uh, gutty performance, but they've got a couple of more hard ones coming up, and I'm thinking they might dig themselves too big of a hole to get out of. Uh, yeah. They, they turned out really well last year, but I think that was one of those kind of, you know, flash in the pan kind of things. And I, th- I think we're seeing it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a tough league. And if you don't get exponentially better year after year, you will see yourself falling down that pecking order. Um, and, and that, that's what we're seeing. And you're, you're absolutely right. It, it, you can certainly lose the season in your first 10 weeks and yeah. you're really seeing a team, I think just struggle to find it and, and right the ship. And even if a modicum of, of normality comes back to them, they should be okay. But right now they're struggling. Look at uh look at Watford last year. They just dug themselves too big of a hole to eventually yep. get out of. And I, yep. and I think that's what Shetfield's doing to themselves right now. And the the next few games are tough, and they're not gonna like. I, I believe they've got, um, I believe they got City coming up, and I think they got Man United coming up, and they just had Liverpool. And next thing you know, you're you're still you're sitting on one fucking point, and uh, that's not good, not good at all. Um, let's no. go ahead and let's get to uh, the shittiest game of the week. Uh, yeah, this one, uh, Arsenal <laughs> Leicester. Uh, you know what? again, credit to Lester. You know what? There's a ton of fucking people on that team that's hurt. They're not at 100%. You know what they did? They bet it in. They played a really shitty, ugly game, and they looked at their boy on the bench. They said, can you give us 15? Can you give us 15? You can. Get the fuck out there, Jamie fucking Vardy. Get us a fucking counterattack goal. We're going to steal all three and walk away. Brilliant fucking game plan. Executed to perfection because they had a team that was playing across them that has no desire to try to score a goal, none, none whatsoever. No, no. yeah, I, I, shit, man. I don't even know that I could say it any better than you just said it. Uh, yeah, ugly game, both sides. But Lester does what Lester does, and Arsenal does what this version of Arsenal does, um, which is not really be able to, you know, not really be able to cross the line on the Arsenal side, and Lester find just what they need to push it over and, and, and get themselves a result. Um, and which, since Leicester has come in the league, what do you expect from them? That's what you expect from them. They are gritty. They will always figure out a way. And if Vardy has a chance to influence a, a match, you can fucking bet good money that he will. Um, and he certainly did. Well, I'm pretty convinced that Aubameyang got his Fortnite money, and uh, <laughs> and and he's my number one pick on my fantasy team when we did our draft league. So um, it's just he's not going to score any points the rest of the fucking year. He's just going to give me his his two participation points. You played the first half. You played the second half. Woo! Way to go. No, <laughs> oh, but how many Fortnite victories does he have? That's the real question. Oh man, he's gonna he's gonna have to train real hard with Mezit. That's for damn sure. So West Brom and Brighton. Brighton completely dominates the first half. Manages to get a goal off of a rather comical own goal with um, uh, Ivanovic kicking the ball off the line, only to kick it directly mm-hmm. into Livermore's chest and goes right into the goal. It would have only been better yeah. if it hit him in the face and went in, because then at least you could play yeah. like the Betty Hill music, be like da 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 as the ball bounced around all over the place. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it was 
Oh my god. It, it was uh yeah, shit. That's that's uh, you nailed it again, buddy. That's that's about right. But it's uh this is see this is these are two teams that I just don't this is one of those things where we were talking about earlier this is this these are two teams that I think fall in a group of teams that there's just nothing special about either one. Uh obviously one just coming up, the other one staying up by the skin of their teeth last year. Um but it's kind of a boring game. I mean, everything's yeah. been boring all this week, but yeah, I mean, one uh, one about what you about what you would expect from two teams just kind of struggling to hold it together. Yeah, the whole second half was definitely all West Brom. So it's uh, I I hate to I God I, I just just in general for me I'm 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 literally watching every single minute of every single game every every week and um, the. <clears throat> What I've been noticing with West Brom was a team that kind of started with a lot of missing pieces and kind of toothless, especially in their loss to Everton. And mm-hmm. little by little, it's like this baby step kind of thing. Whereas I'm watching Fulham, who isn't necessarily developing where they should be with the pieces they have. And I'm watching West Brom and each week it's like, well, that was better. It was better. Like, so, I mean, if, if I'm a West Brom supporter, I'm looking at this going, you know what, <clears throat> pardon me. If, if the goal is to be less shitty than three teams, I think we're less shitty than three teams. And I think we're improving to the point where we will definitely be less shitty than three teams. Like it's, you know, it, it gotcha. doesn't, it doesn't matter what happened. <laughs> you know, Villa survived by the skin of their fucking teeth, but you know what they did? They survived. Like, yeah. you know, um, no, hundred percent. And that's, uh, you know, I haven't watched <laughs> enough West Brom to, so that's interesting. I might, uh, I might have to take a peek at them. Um, yeah. I know we have coming up on the schedule too, so uh, I probably should do my scouting, but yeah, some good, some good talent with, uh, Pereira and Dean Ghana are both, they're really, really talented players. I really, I, I, I have enjoyed watching them play. Now they can get physical out of a game or bossed out of a game, and they're going to make some five-cent head mistakes at times, but the talent, the raw talent of those two players is definitely there. And I think they really needed to get a, like a, a, a striker who understood the Premier League pretty well, and I think they got that with Grant in the uh, really good piece of business in the domestic window was getting grant from, uh, from Huddersfield town who was with them when they were, when Huddersfield town was in the prem and he was their leading goal scorer that year. So you get a guy who kind of, you know, kind of already gets what the prem is. So, yeah. (laughs) And, and no, I mean, really experience is always critical for those teams that come up. And then, and then Billich as well as a coach, he's been there, you know, so it's, it's it's pieces. It's building. It's you know. It, it seems like something's generating there for me at mm-hmm. least. So uh, it's. It, I mean, sadly, one of the funner game. I would. I much preferred watching this game over the fucking Manchester United Chelsea game. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, uh, and fair. and the final one. Um, you know what. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur and Burnley played a professional football match in the English Premier League this week. <laughs> that is what, is that what they call it. Yes. <laughs> In- interesting. The things they call football these days. Uh, oh. Yeah, man. Um, it was, you know, oh. average. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Man, this was like this is the saddest week for me to be on because it's, there's just no fireworks whatsoever. No, it was such a shit week of football, and yet somehow we've gone over an hour. It's just because we like each other's right. voices. We like talking to it's, each it's, other. That's all it is. We're just like, just, oh my god, I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> it's just it's uh, for me. It's like thinking of, of just gramless times. I'm just like, God, this is so great. These are my friends, and like I just. And I just butted Graham right out on out of here, filling him in. Good to go. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Um, so the chicken got their bet right this week, and that was about it. <laughs> Everybody else missed. I missed, Graham missed, Pat missed a ton. Pat's just, he's, oh my God, he's going to be going to see the bookies. That's for damn sure. Um, so Graham is down 143 bucks now and soon will fall into massive debt because that's what we expect from him. Uh, okay. I do have to admit, I don't have everything in front of me because it was on my phone and we're using the phone for the zoom. So, but we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Don't worry about it. Um, he took a villa in Southampton to draw. I believe it was at plus 240 is what he's taking for this week. Um, he would have liked to have called in, but uh, things are going on, so he can't can't do it this week. He's hoping to be able to call in next week. Um, also, <clears throat> um, so let's go with you. You got a bet for me this week? What do you want to bet? I do have a bet for you this week because we uh, we get to take on your boys. Oh, uh, you're going to pick our game, huh? I yeah, walked so away from pick that game. game. I, I'm going to pick that game. Uh, I am going to pick us to win. I'm going to pick us to one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a cracker as mm-hmm. they say. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fucking lines are on any of this. I'm not a gambling man. You can look it up after the fact, Okay. but Jordan Pickford will blow this for you. Okay. All right. Um, um once again, well, that's even will, odds will, right there. <laughs> once again, his, his, his tiny arms will just not quite get to the ball when most likely like it bounces off LaSalle's thigh and it goes in. So you that's, said that's the prediction. I, I find it interesting that you use the word cracker to call what the game's going to be because crack is what you are currently smoking. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and check in on our boy, uh, Patricio. And now. It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It A Week. All right. He is down $860 because he's a degenerate. Oh, he bet like five games this past weekend. And it just, it went really well at first and really bad second. And that's why he titled the email Black Sunday. Well, my weekend started off great and I ended up uh, going 0-4 on Sunday. Missed every fucking bet on Sunday. He had bet Awful. he had bet uh Everton and uh and um um Arsenal and lost on both of them really really poorly. <clears throat> I think I'm the example of what not to do this season. And I'm not even making crazy parlays. But this weekend I think we can find something to turn it around. 
Saturday, West Ham at Liverpool. Even though I like Liverpool in this one, West Ham has been covering spreads this entire season. So I'm going to take them at plus 1.5 goals at minus 120 to win 100. So basically, he says West Ham's not going to lose two nothing by two goals. They're going to lose by one goal. Um, that's it. I'm going to keep it small this week. Good luck to everybody. I'll talk to you next week. He's probably keeping it small this week because his bookie isn't giving him an extension. Is probably the case. That's what I got to assume. So, um, <clears throat> key thing now is uh, your boy is up 90 bucks now. I've been losing a couple here because who would have thought this past week I picked Bruno Fernandez to score on a separate bet and Dominic Calvin Lew- Calvert-Lewin to score on a separate bet and both of them didn't score. Of course, this is going to be the week they don't score. And like I said, of course, Chelsea and Man United decide n- to play defense for once. So, yeah, um, so I do have to feed my cup of losers here, which is, as you can see here on the Zoom, Alan, is my beautiful Dortz Spirect yeah sponsored cup of losers and i will put in the only cup so this week you all stop scoring but graham missed his bet too yep and graham missed his bet betting on my team so it makes it if i'm gonna lose at least i lose knowing that graham didn't hit his fucking bet all right so let's see here let's go ahead and get this shit right big sam's lock of the week alan i'm not sure if you knew this but 28.5 percent of the time it works 100 percent of the time baby i am stone cold that doesn't make sense <laughs> that was Alan. Stop doing the math and just let it go. <laughs> that was that the, you know that's the next line though, right? We are all in on that. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. That's why I'm laughing nonstop. And Graham and Graham's never done it. Graham's never done it. Graham's just like I hate hearing you say that. I'm like, or you could just quote the fucking movie. It's not that hard. <laughs> he just what movie's that? Okay, Graham, you live it up. You live under a fucking rock. Graham, you lose again. <laughs> I, I mean, look, it took me getting him drunk to do the transfer window, making him sit down to sober up to finally make him watch fucking Tombstone for crying out loud. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> All right. So uh, this week, I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and jinx Graham. Give me Arsenal to win at Man U for plus 230, which means I'm definitely going to lose this bet, but it means Arsenal definitely loses and it'll make me feel really happy. And I don't mind going into the red just to know that Graham lost. Oh, is that, I wonder, uh, there should be a prop bet. I think Maguire is going to drop kick Aubameyang, uh, but not get red card. <laughs> not get called for a foul either. Not get called for a foul at all. <laughs> yeah. Or if they do call, or if they do call a foul, somebody else will take the penalty, so he doesn't score me any fantasy points. That's how that's going to work out. Now that segment is certainly better than normal because Graham isn't here, and it's us doing this together, and that's already makes it better. But here we give you more, Alan. Alan, we give you Kitty the chicken. Well, Kitty is back to her winning ways and is now 2-4 this week. So I gave her Chelsea, heading to Turf Moor to face Burnley. Now, Kitty quickly regaled the evening she was at a celebrity charity dinner 
Yes, Sir Richmond Attenborough. Did you really do that, Richard just, Attenborough? Yeah. Uh, did I pronounce that correctly? Richard Attenborough. Yeah, you didn't. You you didn't get the Richard part right. The easy part. You got. You nailed Attenborough. I did say that, didn't I? But Richard apparently you didn't have it. Richard is what you had an issue with. As Sir Richard Attenborough's <laughs> guests were <Richard>. Gordon Ramsay <laughs> and prepared them a magnificent eight-course meal. I hope Gordon wasn't a prick and prepared chicken. I mean, that would just be rude with Kitty there. Would have been even worse if he uh, served capons. <laughs> uh, now, both are huge Chelsea supporters, and so it's obvious that Kitty is picking them for a win over the Blues. Now, unlike Graham, I can do my job even on no sleep. And Except so I, for it's a win for the Blues, but that's okay. What did I say? You said a win over the Blues. They would be the Clarets Never. that they're going to beat. Yeah. Semantics. <laughs> like the whole point of the bit. Sure thing. You'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was going to say, you know, something very important. Like, remember <laughs> to always gamble legally and responsibly. All right, unlike Graham, I'm not going to sit here and read over every single score and what the uh, table looks like. I am going to say that uh, Alan is still in first place and he is undefeated. Um, I beat your Royal Highness Lindsay this week, uh, I believe by just a handful of points. Uh, the big thing, Mouth Breathers FC, Russ's team, is on the board. They finally got a win. They beat uh, Chris Firecock's team. Uh, Graham is much like Arsenal. Three wins, zero ties, and three defeats. So he's <laughs> tugging the line of the Arsenal. And, nice. um, <clears throat> and more importantly, our boy Taylor, who's where bits are more important than the actual fantasy team itself. Last week, he picked up uh, Dendonker just so he can name his team Dendonker Need Food to go after the whole 16 candles, you know, bit of the donger need oh, food. Uh, his if team, I had picked him up, I would have been like, she got that Dendonker. Oh, lovely. That's just me. So this week, uh, this past week, because he's already changed his team name already for the following week. Uh, but this past week, because my wife constantly regales over um, Maddie Cash's eyes. Oh and gosh, she says, Maddie Cash. Doe's eyes. Dim eyes doe. So... Uh, Taylor had called his team last week, Doe's Eyes, Dat Cock, because he had Maddie Cash and, and Cock on his team. And nice. this week, I mean, I'm cool with that. This week, he is, uh, this coming week, he's going to be taking on undefeated Alan Brody's freaking Carlos Brow in first place. And he's already named his team, and I forgot the fucking name, and it's something to do with Carlos Brow, and I don't have my phone in front of me, and I feel like a fucking idiot, and I was on fire till that moment. I just can't get over the fact that Brody's team is undefeated. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it's I, I'll, I will bring it up later, but it was definitely a jab at um, his team. So, anywho, uh, I'm in fourth place. I'm doing better than Graham, and Graham likes to always rub it in whenever he's doing better than me, and he's not in bets or in fantasy. So, that's how I feel about that. You know what? It's time to wrap this shit up. We have talked way too long about a week full of really shitty games, but it's been fun right. talking to you, buddy. Yeah, man. This is a good one. 
Got any? I, like uh, I always love. Well, he's love he's not going anywhere, is he? No, 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 no. We'll get because to that in a second. We still uh, have another show to do. Well, if you read the show notes, you know I'm going to talk about that Tonight, in just a second. I'm playing the part of Graham, and yeah. I'm not reading your show notes. I can't let you get away with you know not having Graham here. And so I want to have the spirit of Graham and I, therefore not read your notes. I would say the tyrant yeah. has been www.patreon.com backslash do you football show. I was gonna Isn't let, that how Graham does it? I was going to let Alan do it because Alan's got such smooth pipes and it was going to be so brilliant and you ruined everything. Alan, do you have any uh, parting words? <laughs> um, parting words. I miss you both dearly. Um, I wish I could have, I could have been in studio H. Um, Everything's better when Graham's not around. Um, so, ipso facto, this episode's automatically better. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, other than that, fucking, you know, up the tune. We'll probably fucking lose this weekend, but maybe not. No problem. <laughs> Well said. Well said. Okay, so uh, next up is injury time, which is just us talking about the yeah. beers we've been drinking, and uh, and it's also, beers. yeah. Well, the only problem about you not being here is you don't get a cheap ass ice house, motherfucker, which I know you love. I know I do, and I see you drinking it too. But I'll, I'll wait till I talk about this right here. So that's okay. All right, excellent, perfect. And then we also uh, preview the next week's games, Alan. I'm going to stick to script because I'm a pro fuck confessional and I know you're a pro fuck confessional too. If you wanted to find injury time, how do you go about doing that? Injury time is at something that <laughs> I the don't notes, know. You, oh, you're going <laughs> I just looked for my notes. I don't have it. I was just looking at it too. I was like, oh shit, I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's at uh, www.patreon.com. Hold on, no, 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 no. thank you so much for joining us. Wait, did you Back already say up? Oh, no, yeah, I got right, it. Hold on. Right at the uh, end, we're gonna we're gonna cut it in post. We're gonna we're gonna fix it in post. Oh, we're well, so no, not fixing it in post. Not. But I'm not fixing. I'm anything just gonna in say post. it because it's not professional. Thank I, you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Next up is injury time. Well, well we that was me. All you had oh, to do was to put in the parentheses. Yeah, all you had to do is just the the plug. All right, here we'll just cut this part up. Yeah, www.patreon.com backslash football show. Yeah, see, it was beautiful. Well done, Alan. This was a fucking train wreck. Good night. It'll be a clusterfuck <laughs> at the end. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad I could bring a little bit of Graham's ineptitude to the show. I'm glad it still kept its flavor. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Fucking new button.